Hello, welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where we talk about our favourite podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Freddie Harrison. And our guest today is Adela Misrachi, who's founder of Podcast Brunch Club. Hello, Adela. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for some more podcast recommendation swaps. Uh, Freddie is going to kick us off today with his recommendation. Freddie, tell us all about it. I'm so glad I got to go first this week because, um, Jack, as you'll know, I have been waiting to recommend this podcast for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is one that, uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I know this has to go in the show somehow. And it's actually appeared on a couple of show notes documents now, shows which have all failed and fallen apart and we've never we've never got around to recording them. So every, every opportunity I get where I feel like it would be a good opportunity to bring this podcast back in, I do. And... Finally, finally, I'm I'm bringing Disgraceland <laughs> into our world. It might not be into new to everyone's world who's listening, but it's certainly new into the world of Episode Party. So Disgraceland is a podcast hosted by a guy called Jake Brennan, and he tells these kind of stories that are kind of gruesome, uh, sometimes a little bit mysterious, more often than not uh murderous or um you know criminal in some way about uh rock and roll stars mostly or big names in music and all of the kind of terrible things they get up to and i've recommended episode one um which tells you how long ago this was originally in my head to be a recommendation on episode party (laughs) and uh disgraceland are now about to start season three so there has been a fair few episodes uh, come out since episode one, but I still think that this is a, a really fantastic episode. I haven't listened to some of the most recent ones, but I did go through a stage of listening to a lot of them uh, back to back or as soon as they kind of came out. But I still really, really like this one. I think it's a good starting point for anyone who wants to listen and kind of get a feel for this podcast. Um, and there are, there are lots of things to like about it. For a start, the host, Jake Brennan, looks like the kind of rock and roll star who would get up to right. no good. And he has the most awesome voice and he's got this kind of his kind of vocal delivery has this kind of swagger to it of like you know some kind of rock and roll star marching around a stage and i i really like that in his delivery and um you know he he's just a, a fantastic storyteller which i think is a is a, is a kind of a word or a, an occupation that's kind of banded about far too much these days but i think he he gets a he gets a free pass on that as a as a description because he does this really lovely job of pulling together these kind of um, fables or or tales of of these people and, and what they do and 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 you know how they lived in in a way that's like utterly captivating, and um, I, I've only really recently discovered that not everything he says is a hundred percent true. Uh, some of <laughs> oh. it is a little bit fictionalized uh, to kind of aid in the story. And I, do you know what that discovery didn't rock my world in 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 the way that it might do to some people because i just didn't care because it's just such entertaining listening regardless and i think it, it kind of weirdly rides on the back of um the kind of trend for murder and true crime shows but in a in a really interesting and and unique way so yeah there are other episodes that are really really good the norwegian black metal one which i think is maybe even episode two is really really good and there are some that i didn't didn't land for me perhaps in in the way that others would um so i think the rolling stones one just didn't really do a lot for me but 
I think this one uh, about Jerry Lee Lewis um, is is brilliant. Um, and the last thing I'll say is that um, Jake's kind of recurring intro where he plays a little bit of music and he mentions a track and he says this track is, you know, the, playing, the thing you'll hear in the background is not the track I'm talking about. This is some preset from my Mellotron. Um, I find really funny because it just pops up so many times. But that's maybe like a tiny little weird niche thing that I love. I've said a lot. Jack, what did you think? Yeah, so... It's interesting because I've seen this podcast categorised as true crime, which never in my head did I make the connection that it's true crime, even though it's about crimes that <laughs> are true. But I think what meant that it didn't really sink into that category for me is the fact that, I mean, I, I don't tend to connect to loads of those podcasts. There's a few of those exceptions, a, a few exceptions to that. But for the most part, I'm not too interested in like pouring over the details of you know investigations and murders and whatnot but this one i think because it takes place within the framework of music i think that's a really interesting spin and not just because that i'm you know i make music and i write about music and stuff but also because i think it manages to tap into that very taut relationship between you know rock and roll and rebellion and the bad things those people do and jake even talks about it at the end of this episode about jerry Mm. lee lewis which you know centers on the suspicious death of his fifth wife and a few other things besides he mentions the fact that we perhaps on a subconscious level we want our rock stars to be bad and we want the mythology around them to be true and it is that thing where it's like you know we we love the rebellion we love it when they trash their instruments on stage but where's the line at which they become perhaps too bad and it all becomes a bit too real and that's actually as well what i like about the tone of the podcast as a whole it's quite uncomfortable i mean you mentioned that jake's got this kind of swaggery snarl as he's delivering these lines and it's Hmm. very poetic the way that he goes about describing the events that take place i mean i've made note of a line here that i'm going to attempt to read in his snarly voice no i'm not (laughs) Uh, his body rattled and shook with violence and overt sexuality as he bent as he bent his 600 pound piano to his will and his hair flailed wildly as his googly eyes scanned the room for non-believers of which there were none and it's like he has this sort of i think he's almost enwrapped in his own subjects as well like he embodies that that strange tension between like these people are doing terrible things i mean you talk about that norwegian black metal one they're doing awful things in the names of some awful beliefs but the way he talks about it there's this sense of gory indulgence and he does linger on the details which are particularly gruesome in a way that i think taps into something that's inherent to true crime and rock and roll where it's like you want to hear about this stuff and it's grim but don't pretend that you don't want to come back and hear some more and that's also very much in you know it, it twisted into the fact that there's a lot of merchandise that the podcast does like you know he does um anytime he does an episode like the black metal one he did the disgrace land logo in black metal font like directly after you've heard about someone who's been homophobically killed it's a really unusual podcast in that respect and I, I, I've enjoyed the episodes I've heard. I think the music that he does is 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 really good. Mm. I think um, he also this is a nerdy thing, but he has a lot of great reverbs. Like if you've got headphones on, like the kind of room echoes that he manages to put over the instruments and stuff are, are awesome. So yeah, I've talked a lot as well. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I I think it's a very interesting podcast. Uh, Adela, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I had never heard of this podcast before you recommended it, Freddie. And mm. uh, I only listened to the one, but I liked it. I found it a little bit sort of sensationalistic a little because uh-huh. he, it is poetic. It is a little artsy. So, you know, you kind of don't, I guess I found myself not really knowing if I should believe everything. And now hmm. that you've told me that you found out later that some of it's fictionalized, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I'm kind of curious. What did you find out? What What is fiction? Was anything in that particular episode fictionalized? No, it's funny. It was um, a couple of weeks ago. I, I looked at the the Disgraceland website, and it says here it says Disgraceland melds music history, true crime, and transgressive fiction. Disgraceland is not journalism. Disgraceland is entertainment, entertainment inspired by true events. However, certain scenes, characters, and names are sometimes fictionalized for dramatic purposes, wow. which I feel is a very good catch-all. Hmm. Um, so. I kind of that made me like it all the more because I have no idea which bits are fictionalized and which bits aren't. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. I feel like I don't know. I these are real people, you know that he's yeah. talking yeah. about. So, he doesn't say it in the podcast. I feel like maybe I would feel better about it if he actually said it up front. Mm. But I didn't know that and I feel like I uh, to be 100% honest, I feel a little bit duped now that ah, you you've okay. told me. Yeah. Just because, you know, I I honestly had no frame of reference for Jerry Lee Lewis. To be mm. 100% honest, I'm going to sound like a total no, no. nerd, but like <laughs> I was like who is Jerry Lee Lewis when I first I'm thinking Jerry Lewis and the Jerry Lewis telethon, you know about the <laughs> that's who I was thinking. I was like, "Wait, I thought that guy was a comedian." And I was like, "Oh no, I know the songs, I just don't know the names of all the artists." And right. then and then I started going down that rabbit hole. And typically I will say that I don't usually like when I have to do research on a podcast because the whole mm-hmm. point of me listening to a podcast is so that I could get the information I need via audio. So I don't want to have to kind of do some background research. In this case, I didn't mind that I did that because I was just like, whoa, this guy is really intriguing mm-hmm. and yeah. I want to know more. And yeah, I mean, it definitely piqued my interest. I'm curious to listen to the other episodes, but I'm a little bit, I don't know, a little bit disturbed that it's fictionalized and that he doesn't say it in the podcast that it's fictionalized because he definitely makes it feel like it's true right yeah and that to me feels like it a speaks to like the his kind of talent as as a narrator but also you i think that's totally legitimate to, to kind of want that kind of disclaimer up front or at least at the end of an episode to kind of say hang on this is not a hundred percent real you know mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, like I say, I I I find it really uh, captivating that I have no idea which bits are real and which bits are not. But in in the same vein, like it, it really bothers me in the sense that I really want to pick apart each episode now and like work out which bits are and aren't. And I guess it it, it is a weird one. It definitely came as a surprise to me. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a bad surprise for me personally, but it was definitely a surprise. And I think uh, yeah, I can totally see why that gives you kind of. Um, uh, second thoughts on it, I guess. That, um, that to me, I feel like that it depends. Maybe I'm giving in too much credit, and I think there is definitely. A t- I'm so glad you brought this up, Adela, because I think there is definitely such a tension over the fact that there's some embellishment here. I wonder whether it that's the the thrust of the podcast, and whether that needs to be said or not. I, I feel conflicted on that as well, but. I feel like the fact that the mythology is so wrapped up in the trueness of the events. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. very much speaks to our ideals and a sort of mythologizing around rock stardom as well. Yeah. And yeah, I think you said that perfectly. It is like a m- weird meshing of mythology and truth. And that is sort of what rock and roll is anyway. So yeah yeah but it's yeah, a hard definitely. one because it is people's lives you're right like it's like well hey no i didn't do that you know it's uh mm. it's, <laughs> it's a lot yeah and he's on. still alive right so yeah he's talking about somebody who's still alive and very much making everybody feel like this guy's a murderer right and he might be i mean it seems like it's very plausible that he is but now that i know that some of the details may not be true i'm not 100 percent sure i don't really just i'm feel i'm feeling a little bit disoriented yeah totally <laughs> I think actually, Freddie, Freddie, you may know the answer to this because speaking of uh, ones about musicians who are still with us, there was due to be one on Beck that he teased, and maybe this speaks to the controversy of the show that he didn't go ahead. But I think it was at the end of the Norwegian black metal one. He said, "Right next week, I'm going to do one on Beck and his induction into the Church of Scientology." Obviously, he said it in a way which was mm-hmm. much more tantalising. That episode <laughs> never appeared, and I wonder whether there was maybe mm. some motion by someone, I don't know, on Beck's management to say, whoa, 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 what the hell are you doing? Um, mm. But do you know what happened to that episode? No. And right. what's really odd is, and I, I noticed this the other day and didn't think a lot of it, but now we've now we've spoke about it, it kind of makes sense. I've just gone back on to uh, the listing of episodes on the Disgraceland website, and uh, the, the place where that Beck episode should be is just titled The Lost Episode, ah. and there's just a question mark, and the uh, image of whoever is in the episode scribbled out, which, yeah, does, oh. does sound like a really cool way to, you know, potentially mask up some kind of uh, need to... Uh, <laughs> to uh, to, to move out the way of it very interesting very very interesting well i i feel like i've prompted some mild controversy and i'm kind of weirdly fine with that because i feel like right lately all my all my all my episode recommendations have been like quite unanimously uh unanimously loved by everyone and i feel like i feel like the fact that it, <laughs> i think it, we can all we can all go away and rethink our choices mainly me um so uh yeah i'm happy about that good Adela, let's have your recommendation now. If you'd like to tell us a little bit about it and also what it's called, but in the reverse order of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. So I recommended Help I Sexted My Boss, which is a podcast coming out of the UK. Um, the hosts are Jordan North and William Hansen. And it's a little, it's an advice column show type of mm-hmm. situation. I learned through the show that in the UK that's called Agony Ants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. <laughs> and yeah, so that was an interest. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a lot of the jokes will go over my head, but I still find myself laughing out loud at this podcast. And <laughs> I have a hard time finding podcasts that I find funny. I really do. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that most people find funny, I often don't agree. So this is one of my favorites just because I know I'm going to laugh. And they're friends, but they are very different. One of them, William Hansen, is an etiquette coach and has built a whole business around, you know, being proper and <laughs> all the manners and etiquette, along, you know, that go along with mm-hmm. I don't know, high society. Very, He's always yeah. talking about upmarket this and upmarket that. And then Jordan North, is a, I think he's a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very much more lowbrow, but I feel like he might play that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys have probably have a better sense of, you know, he's from a certain area in 
the UK that I th- probably doesn't have the best reputation. I'm again, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with all the the areas, uh-huh. but uh-huh. so my mom is British, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna kind of explain probably the draw. My mom is British. She she was born in in Liverpool. I still have family in London, and I grew up watching um, Keeping Up Appearances, right? Mm-hmm. And this very much reminds me of it because yeah. you, you know, like for the obvious reasons, right? Like if you William Hansen could be Mrs. B- Bouquet, and then um, Jordan North would be like Oslo uh, or mm-hmm. Onslo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just funny because they they just give advice. It's sort of modern day advice, um, and so there's that's why that it's called help. I sexted my boss. You know, basically mm-hmm. the idea being accidentally I sexted I sexted my boss. This is a modern day dilemma, mm-hmm. and they're there to kind of guide you into what you should do if you've accidentally sexted your boss so um i find it hilarious and i chose the episode about the gym kit which again i didn't know what that meant and then i realized it's just like the stuff that you bring to the gym Mm -hmm. and they just talk about all the etiquette gym etiquette and it's pretty funny i thought it was pretty funny at least yeah I really love this, actually. Um, I'd not heard of this this podcast before, um, so this was brand new to me. And um, but I had heard of um, of Jordan North before, so he's a he's a radio presenter on BBC Radio One over here. Um, ah. And I I don't actually know exactly where he's from, but I do know that he is from the north of England, um, which okay. is which is ironic given his surname as well and um he's yeah i think he's he's that kind of um very down to earth no airs and graces uh says it like it is isn't afraid of 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 being kind of brutally honest and uh not you know unashamedly uncultured in a way that yeah is perhaps a little bit knowing um i uh, i will say that in the few times that i've heard him on the radio he's he's been quite similar not exactly the same but mm-hmm. he's definitely been similar but i think you know uh i always find myself with with people like with friends and people i know that as soon as i spend enough time around them i start acting more like them and it feels like these two people do the opposite where right. they, they they become uh, more the opposite of each other um, yes and it was such a like a fascinating clash of personalities and i say clash in like a really loose sense because they clearly get on really well and they clearly work really really well together as as presenters and as hosts and that's to me what really drew me into to the show like they they were just brilliantly fun people you know and uh, uh, you know I, I think you know the gym etiquette one was was interesting because i uh, uh, I I do go to the gym, and uh, Jack, I know you go to the gym because you sometimes go to the gym with me. That's correct. Um, and so, you know, I think we both have probably encountered some of these kind of do's and don'ts in our in our own gym going. Yeah. Um, so that was that was like interesting in and of itself. But that bit, the the kind of content passed me by. It was all the kind of asides and little quips that they made to each other, mm-hmm. and the kind of like the. Um, yeah, the little tangents they went on and just their kind of personalities bouncing off each other and and how how they reacted to one another and how they talked about their own approaches to the gym and other bits of life that I just found really, really endearing and really, really funny. And it feels like the kind of podcast that I could definitely like dip into from time to time, especially if there's an episode that it just sounds like it might be hilarious or really interesting for me to to listen to. I think it's like a it's obviously like a super simple format. It's like really well trodden, uh, you know, like help 
podcasts or you know are, mm-hmm. these kind of shows are, are you know are groundbreaking in in a sense that quite a lot of people do them but i think you know what makes this one good is that is the two hosts yeah yeah i mean i have to say i the the idea of good etiquette i mean particularly taken to the extreme of will is mm-hmm. something that i find so difficult to stomach in the sense that <laughs> you know when it gets to elbows on tables and which fork you use to in my mind that's sort of affiliated with a, a sort of wealthy elitism which sort of makes my stomach churn however i'm also someone who is incredibly calamitous and in- <laughs> embarrassed very easily and commits all kinds of social faux pas so if i was to deny that this podcast rang true for me it just wouldn't be the case at all because it, it 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 really does and i i do you know what the as i listen to this and as you say freddie us going to the gym a lot of this stuff felt incredibly familiar and <laughs> i feel like that the podcast is aware of itself to an extent that it gets away with it the that mm-hmm. that william hansom was it his yeah. surname he knows that he is ridiculous like he's sort of a a a sort of britishness squared like absolutely Mm -hmm. insanely sort of stereotypical like this is how people behave in england like from the perception of of the outside like this is almost like a cartoonish perception of Mm -hmm. what an english person is like and i feel like that you know partly having jordan north there he kind of teases out the absurdity of that as well Mm -hmm. and it's almost a miracle that they get on at all um Mm -hmm. but somehow they have this chemistry which really works and they fire jokes back and forth really quick fire um Mm -hmm. i really laughed at the point where they had a listener who wrote in and said she wore a cap to the gym and it knocked out her peripheral vision and she ended up (laughs) clobbering someone with a dumbbell like that got me really hard and there was quite a few moments where i laughed out loud during this it to me made a lot of sense as well when i read that um jordan north started out i believe in local radio uh Mm -hmm. maybe in preston um right and i don't know what local radio is like over in the states adela but definitely in the uk there's a a a lot of the banter that takes place on the radio Mm -hmm. is of the stuff like what's your favorite part of a roast dinner or should you talk during the trailers in the cinema and and that kind of like uh, almost like bickery conversation and this definitely feels like an outgrowth a progression of like that way of doing things which i think as a podcast works immense it's yeah it, i i had a lot of fun with this like i have to say it's probably not one that i'm going to return to a lot but uh i think it's wicked that they've got something down which seems to have a lot of legs and seems like super comfortable in itself yeah and i think so i think that each of them plays their part you know right, i think yeah. that william hansen takes it to the extreme on his end and then jordan north takes it to the extreme on his end there's a lot like i think Often I don't like podcasts where you need to really kind of listen to a bunch of episodes to really get in with the hosts. Cause, uh-huh. I, but but for this one, I didn't mind as much because they're pretty short. They're like 20, 25 minutes. And you'll, you'll see that there's recurring jokes that you start to kind of, you'll get it more. They have a lot of stuff where Jordan North m- mispronounces things and, and whoever's <laughs> writing the script will intentionally try to trip him up with really tough you know, phrasing or even just long <laughs> words. And I'm not even 100% sure that he's like tripping up on them, you know, really tripping up on them. He might be playing it up a little bit. Uh-huh. 
but but it's still funny you know and and it's sort of a recurring thing where where he really plays that kind of like I don't know I don't even know if it would be uneducated but just kind of clueless in terms of culture and Mm -hmm. and I mean even the way this his accent you can totally you know me not even being British I can hear the the difference in their accent right so yeah I think after a while you'll start to hear some similar threads come through and there's yeah it's it's pretty funny but um but yeah I mean it's not a huge investment and it's not something that really it's just an easy if you just want to laugh podcast it's a good one to go to that's exactly what what it feels like for me and it feels like the kind of podcast where if I'm if I if I need picking up if I'm feeling a bit down in the dumps or you know or just want something funny to laugh at it's it's perfect for that and i think it's one of those nice podcasts where you don't really have to know or understand the background of it you just you you can just dive in and just enjoy it for what it is there and then which uh which i really like yeah yeah totally and i think it's interesting as well adela you say about comedy podcasts being a difficult one in that it's difficult to find something that makes you laugh uh Mm -hmm. because that's certainly been like an ongoing challenge for me and there are a couple mm-hmm. that I cling to for dear life that still make me laugh and mm-hmm. uh, you know you discover them and you're like oh thank goodness like suddenly something that actually chimes with my sense of humor so are there any other podcasts as well like comedy podcasts that you kind of return to as like a you know surefire way of getting you laughing um for me it's it's really hard a lot of the ones that people recommend I just don't like because a lot of times they're super long I don't know why (laughs) comedy podcasts are always so long and a lot of the time there's like 20 minutes up front of them just like chatting about nothing and (laughs) I'm like what is going on I don't know you well enough to want to sit through 20 minutes of you guys talking about what you did this weekend so I just turn it off and I don't even really give it a chance so that's probably my fault but I will say the ones that I really like are I mean the one one of my go-to's is wait wait don't tell me which is from Uh, actually Mm -hmm. in Chicago yeah and I've actually seen it live a number of times and it's it's hilarious it's very um witty humor punny um Mm -hmm. And just like news oriented kind of current events. I've been starting to listen to No Such Thing as a Fish. Ah, yes. Yep. Um, And I enjoy it, but I'm still kind of getting, I'm I'm still, I feel like I'm still in the getting used to it phase. Just understanding the, I guess the characters and the format a little bit. And then also, I think also for me, especially some of the British shows I listen to, I often listen on you know, 1.3 to 1.5 speed. And I think I have, I've learned that I, for the British ones, I have to just slow it down to 1.0. And like, sometimes the humor just goes over my head if they're talking too fast. So I think those are some tips that I need to. Like. <laughs> hey, that could be really useful for some other people listening. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take those and, and run with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you listen to British comedy podcasts and they're not funny, just keep slowing it down until you start <laughs> laughing. Like, if it gets exactly. down to 0.1 speed, just don't yep. lose faith. Keep going. <laughs> right. Well, we have one more recommendation today, and that is my recommendation. Uh, it's a podcast called The Gateway which is a six-part, I wrote six-part here, I'm hoping that's right, because I forgot to double-check, documentary by Gizmodo, uh, which is a design and technology website. And the podcast is presented by senior editor and reporter Jennings Brown. And it's an investigation, really, into a 
a woman called Teal Swan, who is sort of halfway between a, a spiritual guru, a spiritual teacher, and kind of an internet influencer, which I think is something that Jennings lays out in that first episode. So she posts videos which offer advice and teachings on subjects like well-being and, and mental health and even things like finances as well. And she has thousands of subscribers and followers around the world. And the primary reason why Jennings has deemed her worthy of investigating is due to her unorthodox handling of suicide and mental health and death. And she's not a licensed like mental health professional. And her critics believe that her advice and her stance on mental health and particularly her sort of very lax uh, view of suicide or not lax exactly but she she has a sort of heavy-handed relationship with suicide which they think can have dangerous consequences and arguably has had dangerous consequences I and mean, when we start by meeting someone Jennings is interviewing a woman whose best friend commits suicide and it's something that she I mean she was having teachings with Teal Swan in the months leading up to her death and there's question marks as to how much influence Till had in her final decision to to commit suicide. So the episode then goes on to provide some background on Teal. Uh, it goes through some kind of workshops that she does. And then at the end of the episode, we actually end up meeting Teal. And Jennings does uh, an interview with Teal Swan over Skype, uh, which was really disarming, I thought. I mean, the fact is that Teal isn't like these kind of stereotypical spiritual gurus that we think of in our head. So she's not mm -hmm. some, some kind of sage old man. She's quite young. She's naturally pretty and seemingly quite accessible as well. And you get the impression from this initial conversation that Jennings has with her that there's a sense that she's putting everything out on her sleeve, at least in terms of the way that she sees the world. Um, and the podcast then goes on to explore Teal's teachings even more. They return to having conversations with Teal and about her practices and Jennings does grill her on what she thinks her role is in the you know mental health and uh, suicide or the, the treatment of suicide within her followers. I thought it was really interesting and, and quite thorough. Uh, I thought it was to my knowledge and my understanding carefully handled in terms of the sensitive subject matter i listened to the whole thing within about two three days when it first came out i'd love to know what you guys think of it so freddie what do you do you make of this one yeah so i listened to the episode you recommended which is the first one which makes total sense to start there on a six-part series yes um i listened to that um, today, actually, um, over my lunch break, and uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to any of the others yet, but I'm super intrigued. But like, I feel like I'm going into it with trepidation because I just don't quite know what's awaiting for me. Uh -huh. I think the the kind of format of like introducing the main subject of a six part series in the first episode is. Um, unusual yeah. but it works it definitely works it's just not usually what happens you usually spend three four episodes really building up to speaking to that person and then you speak to them yeah. you maybe have one interview with them and then you kind of summarize in it you know out of the context of an interview with them so to bring her in at that early stage is is jarring in itself and then of course she dives right into why people dislike her and yes. why people accuse her of certain things and that is also disarming i think not only for 
you know, not only for us as listeners, but, you know, also, you know, for um, Jennings Brown, the, the, the um, reporter. And I think that's really, really interesting as well. And I think it kind of gives you this insight, which I think you become aware of because they play the clips from her her live show earlier on in the in in the episode, and and that comes up, and you know you you start to kind of understand who she is there, but like it it com- becomes very clear that she's very quickly able to command a conversation, yes, and lead it in the direction she wants it to, and that is um, sometimes a really useful skill, but also is I think to be on the receiving end of that, and you, like there's no you know. we're calling it a conversation uh, you know in the sense that it's kind of you know mutually mutually controlled but it's not and that that's quite a scary thing and i think it's quite a scary skill to have Mm -hmm. so i think the setup as as far as this episode goes and i suppose that's the aim of the episode is to really set up the story and and set up the kind of subject is brilliant in a way that i'm slightly terrified but really want to uh get the whole story i guess um because i feel like i don't know the whole story yet through that one episode which is probably a really good thing because otherwise no i'd listen to the five but uh i you know i i do find it like slightly scary yeah 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 i think that's it because you meet her and you're like oh we're kind of reaching the conclusion already and then i think it's her personality and as you say the sense that there is something behind the way in which she is steering the conversation which makes you realize that while you feel like that oh blimey the podcast is putting everything on show early on no it's not like there's so much more to dig into um adela what do you think yeah i mean i list i actually listened to all of the episodes oh wow yeah I, when I, when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. And I just went through all of them. And then I sort of re-listened recently in advance of um, of this recording. And so I, I have my opinions, but I'm a little bit like they're not going to be relegated to just the first episode. Sure. Mm-hmm. So That's I hope that fine. doesn't spoil anything for Freddie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or anybody else in the in your audience that hasn't listened but yeah i mean i thought it was really well done i kind of really appreciate the fact that he brought her in early i mean if you're going to be doing a podcast about somebody uh-huh. uh, it's nice to give them a voice in the beginning even though you kind of know he's going to go down some weird some weird avenues with the story yes. you know it's hmm. an investigative podcast so you there's no reason he would be talking about her if there wasn't there weren't weird twists and turns to the story so it feels fair to me because sometimes i find these podcasts a little like podcasts that are investigative or true crime even the one that we listen to um the one freddie picked oh disgraceland yeah Yeah. Mm. it feels so one-sided and Uh and it feels so leading a lot of times to me these investigative or these true crime podcasts feel like the journalist is leading me yes like Mm -hmm. leading the witness kind of thing and kind of spinning it in a way that i'm like well yeah obviously i'm going to think this because you're only telling me the pieces that you want me to hear yeah i felt very much that way about the i don't know if either of you listened to the one about natalie wood no what was Um, that one called it, the, Natalie Wood was in the title, and it was a it was an investigative pod, true crime podcast about Natalie Wood and the mysterious uh, circumstances surrounding the way she died. Fatal which, voyage. She drowned. Yes, uh-huh. fatal voyage. And you know she was married to somebody who's famous, and there was a lot of question marks around whether or not he actually 
had anything to do with her murder. And so anyway, the point is, is that that podcast really had me feeling uncomfortable because I felt like the the journalist was really leading me down this path and and making it very clear to me that that's what he was doing. He was not trying to hide the fact he it did not feel like unbiased. But because this podcast brought Teal Swan into the episode so early or into the series so early, I feel a little bit more like it's a it's a fairer portrayal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. So I appreciate that about it. But then, you know, later on down the podcast, I mean, he he brings her in throughout the podcast. He even goes down to her, um, I don't know, villa or compound in Costa Rica to participate in her her retreat. And she he even goes through a session with one of her certified practitioners. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So he really gets in there, like he really digs deep. And I really I feel like I appreciate that because I feel like even though it is crazy and I feel like I know what his perspective is, I know that he is trying to kind of paint this picture of her as being a little bit dangerous. I feel like he at least gives her a fair shot to provide the alternative point of view. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I I think that definitely becomes clear in this this first episode in that, which I think is always very key. And a lot of the time, the direction that's adopted in that first episode completely frames your understanding of everything that comes to follow. You, you can't row back those initial impressions that you brew up while listening mm-hmm. to someone lay out those first foundational details. But the, exactly the fact yeah. that she speaks to sorry, Jennings speaks to Rayo, who's someone who ended up going to one of Teal's workshops. And by the sounds of it, I mean, in his kind of terms had his life turned around and now feels a completely rejuvenated sense of self and he he has a lot to thank teal for which is i think great i mean the great the 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 best podcasts of this type are ones where you are forced to deliberate as a listener and you you can feel your thoughts sloshing back and forth as your biases are overturned and then reinstated and uh and, and yeah certainly there is as you say there's definitely the sense that it's like well we're here for a reason it's not just to kind of promote teal swan but right yeah it's it's not target practice yeah <laughs> which is great and yeah and and you know i i have a hard time just kind of putting her in this bucket of you know she's a terrible person right i I don't know that I feel like anything she's doing is malicious. It might be dangerous, but I think she believes all of the, let's be honest, nonsense that she spews because Freddie, just later on down the line, she kind of starts talking about the Akashic Records, which is basically any thought that has ever been had in the entire history of the universe, and she has access to it. It's just a lot of nonsense. (laughs) It gets a little Mm. bit crazy. I don't think, I think that she probably believes that. Yeah. Uh, not that that gives her a pass necessarily, but I don't know that she's doing it for any reason that then she probably thinks that she's actually helping. Right. And people have free will. You know, people can choose whether or not they want to believe the things she says or and and or don't. And and it's sort of the same. Did either of you listen to the dream? No. no. What was the dream? The dream is about. Um, uh, MLM, which is oh god, I don't even something about marketing, multi-level, multi-level marketing, multi-level marketing, ah. yeah. yeah, which is you know basically pyramid schemes and all this you know stuff that really kind of screws over anybody who gets involved. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the same sort of feeling I had when I was listening to that because they they really paint it as 
you know, this horrible thing. And I, I agree, but it's like, it's still that these people have free will and, and they are able to say no, they don't want to get involved. Nobody is forcing that. Maybe people are making false claims, but it's sort of, I don't know, it's hard to blame one person right, for, you know, for these things if other people who also have, it's not like these people are just lemurs and they're jumping off the cliff with her. Right. They have free will, so... Yeah, it's de- definitely there's there's a, a danger of being reductive, isn't there, with this kind of thing, and definitely stripping people of their agency. I, yeah. I'm very intrigued by that podcast, The Dream. I did listen to, I think it was a This American Life Story, which centred on pyramid schemes, and it was only like a 20-minute mm-hmm. clip, but it was utterly amazing, and mm-hmm. it definitely made me want to dive deeper, so I'm earmarking... The dream as well to check out yeah nice well it's um obviously if it hasn't become apparent to people you are able adela to pull on your podcast knowledge because you are as we've mentioned earlier on the founder of podcast brunch club which is an amazing thing so could you tell uh our listeners a bit about what podcast brunch club is yeah. So, I mean, the the simplest way to describe it is it's like book club, but for podcasts. So for the same reason that book clubs exist, which is people read by themselves and then are really moved by the book and mm-hmm. really want to talk to other people about it. The same thing happens with podcasts. Most people listen by themselves. And then, you know, sometimes the, the I mean, this is, I'm guessing the reason that you guys started this podcast, right? Because right? yeah. you wanted to talk about it, right? Sure. Yeah. And so it's just sort of this way to share, you know, share the experience with other people who are also listening. Um, And I started here in Chicago with some friends just because I wanted it. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. things just start because, you you know, you want it. So (laughs) I just got together with some friends for brunch and we started listening to podcasts. Uh, We would select three podcasts every month and all listen and come together for brunch and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to sort of put it out into the world to see if anybody else wanted to follow along or do it with their friends. And it, in the last few years, exploded. We have now, I think our number is, we're at 67 or 68 chapters on six continents. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and we've nuts. got a bunch in the UK. So I think, Jack, you were talking about the potentially the Bournemouth chapter, right? That's right. Yeah. Freddie and I live in Bournemouth. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're absolutely going to get down there. I've, I've got a friend as yeah. well uh, who goes. So, yeah, it sounds oh, like good. it's going great guns. Yeah. Yeah. So every every month, a different member of the community will curate the playlist. So it's not me curating the playlist. Um, and in fact, in May, the Bournemouth chapter is curating the playlist. Oh, cool. Ah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And they're going to. D- yeah. So we do it on themes and, and um, like. Uh, this month the theme is citizen science, and I'm cur- and I actually am curating curating a playlist next month for on language, and the Bournemouth chapter will be curating a playlist on food trends. So yeah, they'll just oh, nice. pull together three to four episodes or three to five episodes, and then people will listen on their own time, and then people get together in local small groups to discuss. Oh, it's pretty much yeah, as simple as that. So good. I mean. I think everyone knows who listens to podcasts, like the electricity that you get from finding someone who's listened to the same thing as you. It's, you know, yes. it's it's like, uh, it's like finding land. Like, it's really exciting. <laughs> You're just like, oh, <laughs> thank God. You know, it wasn't just me. But um, 
I mean, I'm really intrigued to know, like, since you've been doing this, how has it changed your relationship with podcasts? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yes. <laughs> so I will say that when back in the day when I first started it, I was curating the playlists. Um, and that was exhausting. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but if you take a hobby and turn it into I wouldn't call this a job by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sort of sucks the joy out of it sometimes. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, ba- oh, I don't know. A long time ago, I loved Pilates. So I decided I was going to become a Pilates instructor. And just all of that, you know, every single day doing Pilates and thinking about Pilates sucked the joy out of Pilates <laughs> for me. And I haven't done it in a long time. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. it's one of those weird things that if you love something and you try to do it more regularly, it can really backfire. So I did go through a phase, especially when I was curating the playlists myself, uh, where I was just not enjoying it. I wasn't listening to as much as I wanted to because I was just trying to find the right podcasts for the playlist. Yeah. And that can be exhausting and I'll go through my ups and downs with it sometimes where I'm just like okay I have to I have to do other things I have to listen to you know or I have to you know watch tv or go to a movie for once or read a book right but yeah but no I mean I I I feel like now that it's curated by somebody else and I get to just enjoy the playlist that somebody else puts together yeah it's it's a lot easier for me oh yeah no I know what you mean that certainly becomes a point I think with those kind of things where you're just like I just want to experience this for the joy of experiencing it. Yep. Because that's why I did it in the first place. Yep. Right. What made me think that I wanted to turn this into like a global, you know, community, which I love. That's the part of it about it that I love the community part. But but sometimes I'm just like, oh, my God, why couldn't I just enjoy podcasts and talk about it with my friends? Right. I I mean, Hmm. what's fantastic is that you've made this brunch club into something where people who do really enjoy those podcasts can find an entirely different side of listening to it that they couldn't do otherwise so uh all that labor from your side and draining the love out of podcasts for a bit seems to have been for a very good cause (laughs) yeah and i would say that what's so interesting about it is if you just take the podcasts out of it i think what people like about it is that it's actually a a way to get together with people in person. Right. Which seems harder and harder to do now that we have technology and phones and social media. And this is just like an opportunity to go to an event where you're kind of all coming from the same starting point, meaning having listened to the same set of podcasts. And you're just going to have a conversation about it. Nobody's trying to get a job out of you or you're not trying to get a job out of somebody else. Nobody's trying to date you. I mean, maybe they are, but (laughs) it's not it's not loaded in that same way where you're going to this networking event that's like, oh, why are they talking to me? They're talking to me because they think I have a job to give them or right. you know, like it's it's less it's lower stakes and it's easier to just come and have a conversation with people and not feel you know, intimidated or vulnerable. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And it's very much uh working with technology in the sense of, you know, it's not like people are getting together in the woods. You know, and like, let's right. leave our phones, you know, uh, somewhere else. And all, it's it's like, well, these things exist in our lives, but it doesn't mean that we can't look each other in the eyes anymore, which is right. nice. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So people are no doubt suitably tantalized now. Whereabouts awesome. can they head to check out Podcast Brunch Club and see if there's a chapter in operation near where they are? 
yeah, so podcastbrunchclub.com. Um, then if you just kind of scroll down on the, that homepage, you'll find a map. And you'll see where we are. I, if you go, if you dig a little deeper, there's some categories where you can search by continent. And if we don't have a chapter where you live and you want to start one, you can always get in touch. Um, my email is Adela, that's A-D-E-L-A, at podcastbrunchclub.com. And we can, I, I just started a chapter in Moscow yesterday oh, with wow. somebody who just reached out to me who wanted to start one. So, yeah. I've gotten it down to a science. It's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, Freddie, you and I will be heading to the Bournemouth one soon. I'm taking you with me. Excellent. Amazing. Take a picture. We will do. We will do. Absolutely. Fantastic. But until then, Adela, it's been wonderful having you on. Thank you so much for coming on to talk podcast with us. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. And that's it for this week. I mean, Freddie, if people want to find us online, where's the best place for them to do that? Jack, I thought you'd forgot. I thought you were going to ha- steal I, my moment there. Freddie, I had forgotten, and then I remembered <laughs> right at the close. <laughs> so, yeah, if you uh, if you don't want to forget like Jack just did and you want to uh, find out about all the recommendations we've covered off in uh, in this week's episode, I'd also get uh, links to Podcast Brunch Club if you've already forgotten that URL, although hopefully you won't because it's really, really simple. Um, you can go to www.episode.party um, where there's the full archive of all of our shows and all of our show notes and all of the links to everything we discuss. If you want to recommend an episode, you can tweet us. We're at episode underscore party on Twitter or you can email us. We are at hello at episode.party on email. So I think that covers it, Jack. And now you're free to close out the show. Amazing. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey everyone, Freddie here. If you're enjoying Episode Party, please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It means a lot to us and it really helps us out. Thanks. Thanks.